Bye to the haters, they all wanna stay basic You winning everything you do, that's why they hate it They know that you the queen beat and a boss bitch If you on the losing team, go ahead, make the switch Don't act broke, I'll be a floozy, stay tight And make sure you get what you want out of life Girl speaks truth with Jimma Stone Things that ruin sex. We've all had bad sexual encounters. Shit sucks. Major buzzkills. They ruin relationships before they even get a chance to begin. So what is it exactly that ruins sex for you? How disturbing or twisted are we talking here? Yeah, I may exaggerate a little bit in this episode, just FYI in advance, but the premises are true. Just say I speak the truth. Regardless, I'll pass. Come on, y'all. I deserve it. You know this. So with nothing further, no further ado, let's talk about shit that ruins sex. Three, two, one, go. Defining bad sex. What is the definition of bad sex? Everyone has a different one to some extent. Bad sex could be defined as sex without foreplay or cuddling afterwards, or when foreplay goes on for too long. Ew. Bad sex is any sex that makes you feel relieved when it's over. It's also sex that literally hurts, whether it's not enough lube or just being too rough in general. Bad sex is boring sex. Maybe it's not even about the type of sex or actions that make sex bad for you personally, but more about the enthusiasm level of your partner. If they are silent or not into it, you lose interest in the whole thing pretty quickly. Maybe bad sex is sex that's emotionally lacking or even hurtful, which could include a whole lot of shit. Maybe your partner is overly critical of your body and makes you feel self-conscious whether they know they're doing it or not. Just a tip, y'all, it never hurts to throw in a, you're so hot, or at least the word amazing or beautiful every now and again. Perfect is a little much though, just saying. When your partner only focuses on themselves and their own personal interests in the bedroom, this definitely equals bad sex or if the other person doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Ladies, we should be past being shy about voicing what we want in bed at this point. Guide his damn fingers to your clitoris already or reposition them if they're doing it all wrong, i.e. he's jabbing your shit into oblivion or attempting to pull out your damn labia right out of ya. Gross. When your partner doesn't listen, you guessed it, bad sex. If you say something ain't working for you, but they do it anyway. If you say you don't even want to do something in the first place, but they beg and guilt trip you into doing it anyway. As I'm saying this, I realize that some of these things may be on the borderline of crossing into the sexual assault zone. Maybe get out of that relationship if any or all of the previous points that I just said apply to you. That being said, the sex that everyone will agree on disliking would be that of the super drunk whiskey dick kind, where he can literally go for four hours. Four motherfucking hours. Erg. Shit is annoying to any woman, dudes, just FYI. And then because they're drunk and sassy, they get annoyed when you even allude to stopping before the finish line. Sorry, bro, I'm bored and this is not fun anymore. No one's finishing this marathon of hell today, bud. 
bad sex definitely includes things like getting kissed in the same manner one would devour an entire pizza. This almost always means the act itself ain't gonna be so great. If he thinks that forcefully thrusting three fingers at once inside of you is a good thing that will turn you oh so on, he obviously has zero clues about a woman, woman, whatever anatomy, which doesn't bode well for your immediate future. Uh, bad sex includes things like if he comes after a minute of rabbit-like pounding, i.e. the dreaded rabbit mode, dun-dun-dun. Uh, when it's all about the in and out, in and out, in and out, no vocals, no hip work, no physical stimulation, lame. Bad sex includes things like if they go down on you with the same amount of enthusiasm a small child would have when being forced to eat a vegetable when they're little, you suck. Or if they're being too gentle, like overly gentle, we don't have to go all the way to hardcore fisting type shit, but don't ask me repeatedly if I'm okay, if it's okay, if I'm good, and then just do it weirdly gently. I promise you I won't break. I'm not a damn China doll, okay? Then there's the shitty gray area where a sexual encounter turns into something you don't want anymore, but you sometimes feel like you went this far, you gotta do it out of politeness. Basically, it's like the sex equivalent of being offered food, realizing you don't like said food, but having to choke it down anyway out of politeness. Maybe you lost attraction to them once you saw them naked. Maybe they do one of the sins of sex that kills your attention to them instantly that we just talked about. Maybe they are just going through the motions and you may as well have a bag over your head and just be a vagina for all they care. But you feel like you just can't really call it off at this point because the train has already left the damn station and it would almost be more effort to stop them, explain the situation, tell them you want them to leave, etc. than it is to just quietly pretend you're enjoying yourself until it's over and then never speak to them or about the whole encounter ever again. Yes, you guys, I know that you still at any and every point have the right to get up and call it off in the above situation. Your body is your temple, no explanation needed, blah, blah, blah. But you guys know what I'm talking about, right? This is a thing, I swear. Bottom line, bad sex basically can fall into all or at least one of the following categories. That's what I'm deciding at least for brevity's sake. Number one, lack of communication or listening. Number two, lack of rhythm, sexual prowess. Number three, lack of chemistry or emotional connection. Number four, lack of lube, general wetness, arousal. Number five, a lack of foreplay or too much so. Now that we have defined so-called bad sex, let's get into the specifics, starting off with actions. The worst things you can do or have done, have had done to you while gearing up for sex. Let's do it. Let's do it to it, honey. Starting off the list of actions that ruin sex. Number 10, phones, either calls or texts. If your phone orangadangs or bleeps a text and you engage with it while in the midst of pleasure with your lover, your sex life is officially lame and done so. Over. Next. 
the minute you stop sex with your partner to respond to your phone, you may as well throw the person away like trash in the middle of a junkyard. When you're fucking your partner, ignore your phone for reals. It's a horrible idea and fucking rude AF. Don't fuck up your own sex vibes for a vibrate on your phone. Okay? Next on our list is television. Same rules apply as before with the phone. If you want your TV on during sex, fine. But you better not be intently tuned into that shit for even a millisecond. Mute it if you have to have it on. You don't need to sync up bumping uglies with the theme song of Friends. That's a fight waiting to happen. Or divorce. For reals. If you're watching a game, guys, and you hear a penalty whistle in the background and you're pumping your junk stops to catch the details of said foul play, you just guaranteed yourself a blowout shit show of a fight. Oh, and my girls out there, don't even think about turning into an e-preview clip of the KKKs and what Kris Jenner and her posse of hoes is up to. You know Caitlyn is going to get more surgery to make her look more femme, or Kim is going to ugly cry about something irrelevant, or Chris got a new young, very black porno star as a partner. Have you not heard of the record button on your fucking remote? Use it, folks. It's there for a reason. Nobody got no time for that. Are you getting your grind on or rehearsing a Glee episode, bitches? Come on. Come on, man. Next up on our list of no-nos in the bedroom would be unnecessary, excessive violence. Listen, people, like a nibble here or a nibble there or a nibble everywhere during sex occasionally, it's totally normal. Make them your bitch temporarily, have a good old round of pick me up and throw me around like a rag doll. Shit, beg them to pull your hair or choke you out for a damn second every now and again to spice shit up or whatever. But please, for the love of romance, never think that it's a sexy idea to punch your partner full on in the face or anything of similar physical damage potential. If you think foreplay is synonymous with beating someone's ass, you are a hundred shades of wrong. Biting titties or nipples off equals jail time, not sexy time. Karate chop a ball sack and it may be the last thing you ever do. That's just science. Go for kinky, not domestic violence charges. Okay? Yeah, okay, whatever. Number seven on our list of actions that suck in the bedroom and not in a good way. Don't touch them there. Don't let that be your answer during sex every time your partner asks to do something. Don't touch my blank. It hurts. Ew, no. Don't put your hands near my blank. Don't you dare spank my blank. Don't pull my blank. I don't want a blank. You're hurting my blank. Are you serious, y'all? Um... You're about to be single AF if you say any or all of the above statements, any kind of in a regular manner. There are people out there who actually enjoy sex and variety and switching things up occasionally. They're open to being touched wherever and whenever during sex. They like to bang. Sex with you sounds about as exciting as catching an STD. You're about to be left in the dust, bitch. Get your shit together and just say yes. It ain't hard. Especially 
when you say no constantly, probably be fun to change it up for once. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. 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 Number six on our list is doing it all. Do you really just want to be a corpse like Lay? If you're roofied, fine, I guess you're excused. But otherwise, what's your problem? Either you're a lazy AFFF or you don't know how to bang, plain and simple. To you guys, I say this, learn how to fuck ASAP yesterday. Take a BJ class if you need to. Skillshare, where are you at with that one? Ask your mother or your father. Learn some fucking anatomy already and how that whole system works. It's kind of important. Is it worth it? Learn to work it. Missy Elliott had a point, y'all. Ladies, learn how to at least attempt suck a D like a lollipop. And suck on a ball sacker now and again. Gentle mean. You say every now and again, like it's a fucking scoop of bluebells. Insert your fave flavor here of ice cream. Don't act on either side. Like fellatio is similar to getting sliced with a piece of glass for Christ's sakes. Believe in the head game. Way yo head act for reals barfing slash sobering up listen up weirdos two girls one barf is never acceptable or sexy to anyone no matter what they say puking during sex is disgusting in and of itself but it also slaps both of you back into sober reality whether you want to be there or not when you're hurling out fireball shots and vodka tonics like nobody's biz, you may just also cough up a realization that the person you're bumping uglies with is one of the ugliest mofos you've ever shared a space, much less bodily fluids with. Nothing screams don't fuck me like puke breath. Weirdos. You're such a weirdo. I'm going to punish you myself. Number four on our list of actions that ruin sex would be incessant chatter. I'm not saying mum's the word, y'all. A little verbal foreplay or direction and or affirmation is okay, but there's no need to go hardcore porn star status and shit. If it feels nice, fine, you can say what you feel, but ain't nobody needs the fucking vagina monologues read to them while they're banging your cornhole. Seriously, come on. That's not what your mouth should be doing during sex, you guys. Refer back to the previous mention, doing it all, where you should learn to have sex before doing so. And please, don't start saying shit like I love you too soon. At least if you want to keep his dick hard during a one-nighter, ladies. Awkward. It ain't gonna be a crowd-pleasing phrase. Just saying. And one more thing. If you're going to get verbally freaky, have some decorum at least. Calling a girl a dirty whore or little cunt slut is okay, I guess. Cool, maybe. But when you start talking about munging on her whatever or dirty Sanchez type shit, ha, don't be surprised if you get a blow to the head either with a hard object close by or her fist. Easy, cowboy. Just be happy you're not fucking your pocket pussy for once and leave it at that. 
smells. Sex is all about the senses, right? In one way or another, at least. The sights, the sounds, the feels, maybe even a taste or two. But if there's one thing that almost always overpowers the rest, it's the fucking smells, y'all. Don't pretend you don't know what I'm talking about. If you fucked, you've smelled a sourpuss or penis at least once in your time in the sack. Come on. Gentlemen, bottom line here is if you even might get laid, wash your ball sack and member. Hell, even scrub your asshole for good measure. I don't know, maybe even consider to go in for a second round and exfoliate to boot. And if you're not going to do the gala solid and keep your jungle fever down to a dull roar down there, at least consolidate and consider maybe spending your time inside indoors prior because nothing says, ew, nope, like a swamp ass of a hairy ball sack. Barf. And my lady gal pals, if your hoo-ha smells like tuna fish express, you de toilette, just stay the fuck home, y'all. No amount of summer's eve is going to help you out at this point. Maybe you should go ahead and just head to the gyno stat, please. Nothing shuts down the Bonertown Express train like you opening your legs and releasing de tuna fish all up in the air. Guys like to eat their seafood, don't have sex with it. Next on our list of ruinous sex actions would be children. Need I say more? These little needy fuckheads always are in need of shit. Food, water, affection, compliments, you name it. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Can't you see your parents or your mom and uncle, whoever, are trying to bang it out? Kids are always a nuisance. Either they are en route back home, asleep in the next room, or busting into your bedroom asking for some kind of bullshit of an ass wiping. Now, you gotta worry about interruptions 24-7 instead of the task at hand. Hello, sex. And everyone's getting annoyed. AF because the other person is distracted and then it's hello flaccid penis, hi there dry badge, insert deflated sex drive here. Do yourselves a solid and find a hidden dark room behind a closet like Anne Frank and go fuck in it. Even if you just get a pump or two in. It might not be the best sex, but it's still sex, right? Alright, mate. And topping off our list of things that ruin sex would be matrimony. I can already hear the married booze out there, but hey, I speak the truth, y'all. All you fucking married duos out there who want to bitch about, hey, I'm married and have kids but have an amazing sex life. Just sit the fuck down and calm yourself, okay? Kids aside, you and your spouse of the year, no doubt, have major festering hostility and anger bubbling between the two of you at this point on a daily basis. The last thing either of you want to do after a long, boring blur of a day is fuck each other. Tell me I'm wrong. I dare you. You're not dating. You don't do things you enjoy anymore. You're married. 
back in the day, you whined and dined and 60 dined. Maybe you even fucked like a rabid rabbit in a car occasionally just because you could. Now, hello, carpool line, daycare, bath time, bills, 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 play date, HOA fees, and oh yeah, baby, wet vagina fits right into that list, right? Shut the fuck up. Foreplay is a foreign word to your ancient ass at this point. If you're lucky enough, you get nine seconds of missionary marriage sex once every other month at best. Y'all just admit that you're married, sex is boring, and you are horny AF constantly because of all the above. Throw you a bone or something, right? Don't become another marriage statistic that just never has good sex. Do everyone around you a favor and go bang each other every once in a while for reals. The whole full Monty. Foreplay here. Finger bang there. Backdoor heller. Bleasy. 69 you fine. Reverse cowgirl style. Something. Your peeps will thank you. Okay? Those 10 minutes are priceless and needed and nothing can replace them. Okay. Now my rant is over on that. And now that we've covered the top 10 actions that ruin sex, let's talk lingo. What are the worst things you can possibly say to ruin sex and action or lack thereof? Wink. Things you say that ruin sex. Because guess what, y'all? Asking what time it is isn't exactly a big turn-on. So how do you get in the mood if you aren't? Because if you go ahead with sexy time but your mind isn't on board, you're basically setting yourself up for a shitty situation. Listen, we all say things sometimes that we probably should have just kept inside to ourselves. It happens to the best of us. Maybe you get caught up in the moment and forget where you are or who you're with, speak before you think, and suddenly you've turned what could have been a spicy hot moment into a place of no return. So what kind of things will take the sexy right out from under your wings? Whether it's the M, mom word or worse here are some major no no's for phrases to utter during sexy time starting off the list is it in yet honestly i feel like most people are smart enough to have not crossed this line it will not end well if you do i can promise you that do not ask this even if you're unsure or just genuinely curious if you can't feel anything stick a damn hand down there and fill things out. Don't ask this obviously no of a question. Number two, do you smell that? Sex can be smelly, y'all. Whether it's an accidental boop boot or a bodily fluid mishap of some sort, ew. Shit can stank sometimes, it's just life. Drawing attention to said smell? No, refrain at all costs because shit just gets awkward. Zip your trap shut. I don't think I'm going to be able to come. As you know, on this show, honesty is usually always the best policy, but this line can maybe be kept to oneself. It destroys the mood, not to mention your partner's confidence and motivation, and it explains away your orgasm problems after, just leave that till after your partner finishes. Or just follow the don't ask, don't tell policy. Maybe your mind's not in the right place and this is a one-off that you don't get off. Avi, if it's a pattern, you guys need to have a chit chat about it of some sorts because it's kind of a deal breaker every time. Just talk after sex 
not during that pivotal moment. Next up, did you hear that? And cue the paranoid bitch comments. Later, behind your back, of course. Are the neighbors playing a game of peeping Tom? Did your parents decide to stop by unannounced for a quick hello? Maybe there's a mouse in the kitchen eating your leftover pizza while you bang it out. None of these things are happening, promise. What is happening, however, is the mood being killed, murdered, really. You have something in your teeth. No one wants to walk around with shit in their teeth, but even more so, no one wants to be told they have a leafy green lodged in their mouth while they're trying to bang it out. Regardless, the person will be embarrassed, both if told during or realizing after when looking in the mirror, but maybe try to finish first at least? Up to you, but I vote for the latter. Do you love me? Uh, if you decide to ask him at the right opportune moment of in the middle of missionary when he's about to finish things up, do you love me? You better believe the result is not going to be good. Homeboy's gonna go into a state of utter disbelief, total shock, the anger part will come later on, lose his direction, and mutter something that could possibly sound like yes, but it isn't. Trust me, you just sealed your fate. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, you like that, you fucking retard? Whoa! Dirty talk turned politically incorrect, anyone? Honestly, if a guy said anything like that to me in bed, I wouldn't be able to do anything but emit a shocked laugh of some kind. I guess be glad that it's a question? Listen, I'd almost rather have vanilla sex than be called mentally handicapped mid-thrust. This one's obviously a nope. Next, the word PP in any capacity. One of the worst offenders on the list, y'all. Girls never refer to any man's dick as a pee-pee, like ever. It makes you sound like a pedophile. Calling his D that in the middle of fucking is an automatic turn the fuck off, game over, donezo. Literally any word is better. Even tallywhacker for Christ's sakes. Or fleshmast. Anything. Um, this was a mistake. No one ever wants to hear this, period. Enough said. Can you, like, hurry up? On par with crying. Are you done yet? Is the same thing, FYI, or anything along the finish yet category. This is such a fucking buzzkill. Obviously, you have to stop because the other party's clearly over it, and it leaves kind of a sour taste in your mouth whether the first part of the sex was good or not. Are you done? I am now, bitch. Cue the removal of penis from V. Be smart, ladies, and if you want it to end, crank up the volume and get him to the finish line with your skills, girl. Okay. So now that you know everything about bad sex and how to ruin it, you might be asking, how do I ensure sex is good? And how do I nail, literally, the act like a cool bitch should? Unfortunately, I can't give you a universal recipe for the best sex ever, but what I can do is fill you in on a few things regarding the act in general, starting with the difference between having sex and making love. I love you. The difference between sex and y'all, there isn't one.
Yep, there is no diff between the two. Some dumbass just threw that idea out there to fuck with everyone, I guess. Probably some chode who had decided that you should only make love when you're in love. And anything other than that was just down and dirty fucking around. Some judgy stick-in-the-mud type. Think about it this way. Let's say you're in love. You want to drive your lover crazy with your sex. You want him to want you so badly that you accomplish having sex and making passionate sweet love simultaneously. On the other hand, let's say you're not in love. You still want the same amazing reputation and experience for an awesome bang with this person too. It's all one in the same, you guys, whether you're having sex with your man or someone you just think is hot. Some women always seem to want to hear their man say, let's make love. Sure. It's a nice thought, I guess, and more polite than saying bend over woman, but it's kind of itch. And when they say this, does anyone really believe they genuinely mean it, that they think there's a difference, they may be saying, make love to me, but in their minds, I'm pretty sure they're straight up fucking you per usual. Regardless of what they're calling the act though, hopefully they're doing whatever it is right. Who cares about words? You should be concerned with actions, you guys, who gives a flying fuck what they're labeling it up as. Ladies, you need to be able to put aside your romance novel mindset of lovemaking and rose petals and all that shit and be able to not only accept but initiate hot sex too. Enough with the old-fashioned sentiment and just come to terms with the terms already. At the end of the day, at the end of the bang, it all means the same. Put it on a t-shirt, it should be. That's so true, it even rhymes, y'all. Come on. Come on, man. Size matters. My next point about sex in general is about size, and not just in the capacity your dirty little mind is thinking about. Look, the long and short of it is, ha, that size matters in more ways than you even know, okay? For instance, brain size, the one in his actual head that he functions and thinks with, is super important. A big, smart brain can be a major turn on or off depending on your pref. Hopefully, it's for the big brain because, duh, why wouldn't you want him to be smart? A big brain is really one of the few physical assets that can overcome a small penis if you think about it. It's great when they are both large and in charge and both above and below the belt, but let's be real, that's a rare combo. If a dude is sharp and smart and can hold your difference, you may be willing to forgo an inch or two. Sure, actual dick size does matter when it comes down to it, absolutely. You're lying to yourself if you don't agree. I'm pretty sure that every woman out there has been at the very least indifferent when you saw a guy's thing and laying for the first time, if not turned off or Lord forbid repulsed. What he's packing under that zipper matters, end of story. But luckily for the small-membered men out there, say that three times fast, not everyone wants the same thing. Some like a big, some like a medium, some like them small. So how can you tell if a dude is packing without seeing him naked? 
check out the nose, girlfriends. Nope, not the feet or the hands. That's a wives' tale, myth, fairy tale, whatever. The nose is where it's at. Big schnoz, big schlong. You're welcome. Navigating the bedroom is harder than you think. When you've decided to give the gift of sex to a hopefully worthy suitor, what actually happens in bed is a whole slew of hoops and hurdles to get through. Your approach to having sex is just as key as how you act prior and afterwards. You really don't get a break. You deaf don't want to be boring, i.e. a dead fish lay, but at the same time, you don't need to channel a Vegas hooker either. It's a fine line, ladies, and you have to, you have to keep that in mind along the way. You should approach sex like anything related to men in life. Don't show all your cards, act carefree, and don't go balls to the wall with anything. For instance, what do you do if his dick is softer than a basic bitch's A game? Because unlike a pile of goo, a dick is supposed to get hard when it's sexy time, y'all. But sometimes in life, it just doesn't. And it ain't pretty for either party when that happens. If you're hooking up with a guy and his shaft ain't cooperating, your only reaction should be to laugh and point at its misfortune right up in his face. Ha! I'm kidding, of course. You have some options, depending on the situation and type of bitch you are. You can try and help a brother out if you want to. Hey, you know you're hot and amazeballs, but sometimes men can have anatomical issues beyond your control and deserve a break. Sometimes. You know, obviously, it's not you, it's him. So maybe take mercy, take note of the situation. Most of the time, his issue stems from drinking too much or doing too many drugs. If you help him out and go the extra mile, it could blossom to a full-statured relationship. But then again, it might just leave you with a mouthful of flaccid mush. Then there's the actual ED type issue where there is no doubt in your mind or his that this guy ain't getting it up even if you fellatioed him for days on end. This thing ain't a budgin. This can turn annoying AF real quick because a homeboy may try to compensate for his shortcomings by one, aggressively dry humping your naked bod with his soft little dicky, thrusting and gyrating away while growling some garbage along the lines of, I want to fuck the shit out of you. Awkward. Or number two option, softly start to cuddle you and rub this soft little penis around in circles on your leg, stomach, or some other sensual body part while kissing your back or neck. Ew. Don't feel the need to fucking lie there and take this like it's a normal encounter because it's not. It's creepy and unnecessary and cool girls don't do creeps, literally. And then there's ED's retarded cousin, the premature ejaculator. There are few things in this life worse than the minute man who thinks he's a rock star in the bedroom, including the embarrassment that is the OTPHJ guy who comes with the touch of your hand through denim. All these men will blame being too drunk, too tired, too high, blah, 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 blah. But the reality is that it could be any one or a combo of these things and more. 
maybe it's because they're scared of underperforming or they're afraid they'll last 15 seconds tops once they catch a real glimpse, not to mention a handful of your perfect tits. Or maybe he's unsuccessfully trying to convince himself he likes women and you just have the shitty luck of being his attempt at solving his lust for the D problem of the night. Ultimately, it's up to you how you handle his lack of a heart on, but err on the side of benevolence if it's a first offense or sporadic issue. Below jobs, your gift that keeps on giving. When hooking up with a guy, you'll come to the pivotal question, to blow or not to blow, tis the question. Sometimes a blowjob is a bigger deal than sex itself. After all, this is one of the rare times that you're doing something totally selfless. But is it really? Let me preface this and say this first of all, though. If a guy ever grabs your head and pushes it towards his crotch forcefully, do not fucking oblige. It's rude and crass of him to do that. With that being said, however, head can be the gift that gives back later. Men will go to war over a good blowjob, so it's good to have that on your side. Know what I mean? There are lots of things to consider when deciding to blue or not to blue for the first time. Your mind is probably flooded with some form of the following. Is it too soon in our relationship? What if he takes forever? What if his dick is mangled or gross? Is it giving him the upper hand if I do it? Will he think I'm a slut? To those questions, I'm going to ask one of my own. How does a cool girl give a good bleasy? For starters, she's not a dickophobe. She does like she would rather do anything rather than go within 10 feet of a dude's dick. She faces the one-eyed monster with a calm and collected but not overly experienced demeanor. Basically, she ain't afraid of the D. She also doesn't just give head just because. She doesn't overly eagerly suck down D, despite the fact that she's pretty damn good at it. She typically doesn't go downtown on a first date or at the first opportunity that presents itself. She also isn't overly calculated about doling out blowjobs. She doesn't use them as a manipulative tool to get what she wants from a man. This isn't a session of Pavlov's dog for her. That's borderline psycho in her eyes. She definitely doesn't act like she just fucking loves cock all day or a day, wanting it for every meal and constantly seeking D. She's not the girl who brings the subject up too soon and wants to brag about her special skills every chance she gets. Basically, once she decides to get her head game on, she follows through and executes the act with precision, tact, and skill. No half-ass BJs for this bitch. And lastly, we can't forget about the O face and the whole reason for the O face, the O itself. We saved the best for last on this one. Oh, yes. Orgasms, hard to come by. Every girl has a different take on the topic of orgasms. Maybe you have them every time with ease, whenever the lights go out and you have a dude in bed. Maybe you only come by one ever so often and with only a certain type of guy. Maybe you've never even had one yet and you've only heard tales through the grapevine and HBO. Thank you, Sex and the City. 
You have to ask yourself this though. At the end of the day, would you rather be wined and dined by a rich pro athlete at the nicest restaurants in town or go home with a shady asshole who can make you scream louder than a teenager at a Biebs concert? Prioritize, ladies, and know where you stand on the topic of O. Faking them is dumb, BT dubs, but pretty much every one of you bitches out there has faked it at least one time or another. Let's be real. From the passive yes to an overdone Emmy award-worthy performance, both are equally frowned upon from a cool bitch's standpoint. Faking an orgasm involves a level of basic niceness that makes me want to vom all over the place. Why go to all that nice city effort just to make a guy feel better about not being able to get the job done? Or he's taking too fucking long and we have better shit to do, okay? Although the importance of the orgasm is different for every gal and guy out there and is always further complicated by your feelings about said dude, regardless, I am telling you all that it's time to stop faking it. The time is now. As a woman, it's your God-given right to get off and you're not going to accomplish it this way ever. And honestly, who gives a shit about anyone's feelings these days anyways? Fake an orgasm today, the next thing you know, you're telling him that it's totally okay that he bought you a Dunian Bork bag instead of a Gucci. Gag me. Cool bitches know that who you are in bed is who you are in life. You don't meet many people who are bad in bed but good in life, do you? So keep this in mind when it comes to a dude's kissing skills in the beginning. If he can't kiss, he sure as hell can't fuck. Letting a bad kisser inch his way from a third date to inside of your vagina is like volunteering your time at a homeless shelter, a huge fucking waste of everyone's time. No. Anal, the ultimate finish line. Despite the fact that women everywhere have been taking it in the ass since day one, thanks a lot, Eve, the answer to this proposition should typically be no fucking way in hell, followed by an angry glare of how dare you kind of subliminal messaging. If you weren't aware, the vagine isn't the most coveted hole in a woman's body. The asshole is. Of all things to save for after he puts a ring on it, this definitely takes the cake. There's nothing more potentially horrifying than the idea of the one-night stand guy you hooked up with last night telling his buds something along the lines of, yo, this bitch let me butt fuck her last night. The only time your ass should be an option is with a long-term boyfriend, future baby daddy, a husband, ideally. Let anal out of its scary, potentially life-altering cage at your discretion and be forewarned. That dude better be working for it like he's never worked before. And even then, you should only even consider agreeing to this act if this work he's done includes dating you for a year plus and buying you a ton of expensive shit. And if homeboy can't seem to be able to wait that long, like he really wants to do it in your butt, then give his ass directions to wherever your gay bestie lives because he may be batting for the other team. Sorry, brah. In summary, so that about does it for this sex episode. Sex episode? Sex episode? I don't know. 
And hopefully it's illustrated by the fact that sex is a major part of all of our lives and should not be taken lightly. It's crucial to approach it the right way to ensure you fuck your way straight to the motherfucking top. Yo. Okay, bitches. Let's review the top takeaways that you should have gleaned before and, and noted from this episode before that pivotal third date or whenever you decide to fuck yo man. Number one, don't forget to be selective about everything you put all up in yourself, whether it's what kind of drink to choose at the bar, to penises, to whether or not said penis is allowed to visit the land of asshole. Number two, people instinctively enjoy things that don't come overly easy to them. So the longer you wait to bang it out, the bigger prize your puss becomes. And lastly, sex is by far one of the best things in the world. With the right partner and the right environment, it can potentially be one of the most fulfilling, wink wink, and favorite parts of your life. Just keep that in mind and treasure it as so. Y'all is welcome. The and girl speaks truth goodbye to the haters i ain't got time to save you while you're running your mouth she getting paper till next time we gonna see you later three rules don't be a floozy don't act broke don't look busted now you getting what you want you the cool girl and they all disgusted girl speaks truth with Gemma stone